Hello everyone and welcome to Crazy Daimyo's Video Game Emporium Podcast with the pals. It, Why would he so crazy? It is I, Lord Daimyo, and I am joined with the two pals. Creation here, hello. Hello, it is I, Ziggy. And Again. this is episode number 14. And Thousand. Oh, I wish. I wish. You guys think we'll 14. ever get to 14,000? Um, all right. If you, do the, if you do the math real quick, you can't actually count that real quick. So let's just move on. Yeah, that'd be like decades and decades and decades. Like if it's one a week, there's no like. It's. It would take you at least a million minutes. I mean, he was gonna walk us into his basement and yeah. strap us to a microphone for decades. Constant decades, recording. Decades. Constant <laughs> recording. Okay. I mean, that's the life, ain't it? Wouldn't that be? I, yeah. Then he's gonna go upstairs, and he's gonna get the dog and the parents, and he's gonna make them record for decades. All right, Ziggy, what uh, what what game have you been playing recently? Um. Okay. So, uh, hear me out. I've been playing a game that's Ooh. called Pi- It's called Pipe Mania, and PS2 era game. Okay. It is. It is a lot like an app that you would download, and like you'd have to watch. It's it's uh you organize pipes on a grid it's like a puzzle game oh that's okay it. that sounds cool and uh i i mean this okay so I, i've realized something from playing this game is that back in the day before apps if you made a crappy game the only way to get people to play your crappy game was to somehow get it out there on a console yeah. so uh i'm starting to starting to see a pattern would you say games. would you say it is a mobile game like level game it, Oh, absolutely! Like, there's a whole bunch of games. No, I mean, like, let's let's think about this. Yeah. Like, what what is the standard mobile game is now basically what a PS3 was. Ish, yeah, yeah. Right now in the year 2021. Yeah. But uh, PS PlayStation 2 games and PlayStation 1 games, anything lower than that graphically and like the way that the game works. It could totally be just on a phone, an app that you download and yeah. play. I mean, I was shocked when I found out that Dragon Quest Eight was on the phone. Like, turning that huge PlayStation 2 game into a, a phone app, that blew my mind. So, yeah. Right. Well, hey, I just want to, real quick, I want to point out, we, we got to stop charging, like, so much like two to five dollars for these cl- or ten dollars for these classic games mm-hmm. when, like let's make them a little bit cheaper and affordable for the people who want to play them or free i mean make them free i mean it's like I mean, history like you know right there's other games by the developer that they could be trying to sell within that game if they just make it free mm-hmm. i've watched commercials for games by the same developer why don't developers promote their own stuff within their own games mm-hmm. now it's i gotta watch a deodorant commercial every 30 seconds yeah that's horrible <laughs> anyways what what are you guys playing uh daimyo what are you playing right now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so give us a scoop i'll just give us a scoop i am still playing my uh my scary games for the summer for my channel and I just started this game called Eldritch, and it sounds really cool, but it's kind of not that great. It's like, it looks and almost plays exactly like Minecraft, where like everything's blocky, 
and like you're not crafting and breaking stuff, but it's like a dungeon crawler with heavy Minecraft aesthetic. It's almost like someone created a dungeon crawler in Minecraft and made it this game. So and you said it's spooky? Yeah, <laughs> he did in fact say it was spooky. Yeah, it's uh like each level like you start in a library that's the main hub and you go through books into like different dungeons are spooky (laughs) well like the first level is like dagon so you have to go down through and there's creepy monsters and at the end there's like a blob dagon monster and you have to kill it and get Does, does it go does it go no. I, I didn't see what you did. Uh, probably because we are just audio. But I, I, I assume that yeah, it probably does that. Probably, probably. I mean, it's it's all right. It's kind of gotten me in the spookness a little bit. Um, I, in with the spook. I accidentally, like, I died, and it opened up like a ton of other extra levels. I would hope you only accidentally died. It's actually pretty tough. Like. It it's got a permadeath that really sucks. So. Ooh, I love that. Uh, it's just built in, like from the get go. Yeah, it's it was really demoralizing when I got all the way down to like the third level. I was almost about to clear it, and I died. And I I, I would have to grind and grind to get back up to being able to take it on. It just for me, I just I was like, well, it's not fun anymore because. I don't want to yeah, do all this in grinding. Concept, in concept, don't you think it's a cool, cool Yeah, game? it is, but I just, uh, uh, it's, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's all right. It's kind of spooky. They've got some monsters that just can't die and are super fast, and they're just chasing you, and oh, you don't know where oh, to no. go, and, yeah. Oh, no. That's terrifying. Yeah, but, uh, it's more than... Creation, what about you? Well, I don't know if I've mentioned this previously or not, but uh, I started playing this game with some hoodies called uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, but it is uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, huh. It's kind of like, um, how do I describe it? Like Left 4 Dead meets Minecraft meets, I don't know. So you're hmm. the space dwarves, and you go down, you drill down into this alien planet, and you got to collect these these materials and deal with these swarms of insects and there's like an agent engineer uh gunner uh, hey uh, i'm gonna engineer, i'm gonna stop you right there that sounds exactly like the plot to dead space but it does doesn't it <laughs> yes kinda. yeah because you're kind of you're an engineer on a ship and well, goes is, to uh, an alien this, planet this to is, uh, mine resources that's this is a four class system. There's engineer, scout, oh, okay, okay, gunner, okay. and digger, and you're meant okay. to play with like a team of four. Yeah, okay. and you all oh, have a special cool. ability. Like the scout has grappling hooks. The engineer can make turrets okay. and uh, has a platform gun that shoots platforms. Huh, it's pretty that, interesting. That is super weird. Yeah, but you're in the cave, and it has like a digging mechanics like Minecraft, and the digger just has like these giant drill gauntlets and just makes a giant path. But you got to like explore these dark caves. The scout has some lighting sources, and everyone has flares, and deal with these swarms and mine precious minerals because you dwarves, and you know how dwarves do. Yeah. They're space dwarves. I don't know why. It's weird, but uh, it's oh. it's a fun time. And you should have uh, just gotta... started off with space dwarves. I would have yeah. been all in. Yeah, you said dwarf, but I didn't know space dwarves. Space dwarves. Huh. Yeah, you're in a giant space station. You can mess around too before you go on a mission and like turn the gravity off and run around. Do any of the models? 
do any of the character models accidentally glitch out and just stand there like they're standing on like a Walmart <laughs> shelf waiting to be bought and put in a garden? No, they're not troll dolls. But um, <laughs> or or or, or gnomes. No, are they? <laughs> they actually are pretty mouthy too. And there's friendly fire. Yeah, a lot Uh-oh. of banter is hilarious. But uh, yeah, the mining part is very crazy. Like, um, I keep kind of sometimes failing me and the boys because I'll just dig a hole like a hundred <laughs> meters down to see where it goes. That doesn't sound like creation at all. And then uh, just grapple hook out. Yeah, yeah, just straight down, man. <laughs> where sometimes does it go? I'll walk straight around and down. Just, follow it. just instead and, of doing and, uh, the, instead of pushing the payload, why don't I just dig straight down just to see what it does? But uh, anyway. <laughs> And there's this uh, crazy thing, like this robot that follows you around called the Mule. And uh, it's like, uh, you can call it, and you can even ride it, and it's like this robot that just like, here, like uh, you call to you and you dump off your gems and whatnot to it. Hmm. And then when it's go time, when it's like, what I think Daimyo will like about it is when you're ready, you collected everything, and you're ready to get out, the drop pod will come, and it's like leaving in five minutes, and the mule will start freaking out and like running and drop, lining the whole uh, path with beacons, and you got to follow it to the drop pod in time, or you get left behind and you don't collect anything. Ooh, and you're like, oh, yeah? Yeah. That does sound like something I would it's, like. There's a lot to it. It's hard to really describe. It sounds um, weird. And, um... It is pretty Space weird, gnomes. but it's actually pretty nice. It's a first-person game. It's like a minor, like... You're a first-person gnome? <laughs> yes. No, it's dwarf. Dwarf. Space dwarf. There's a difference. With, Space. Like, Am the scout, being... scout has, like, a, a, a some sort of assault rifle, uh, a yeah. machine gun. There's, like, a huge perk system, too, and, like, I don't know. It's expanded since, like, I don't know, the... One of our buddies, like, got me into it, and he's like, I stopped playing, but now a bunch of stuff happened, so we started playing it. There's, like, a whole perk system. You can get hover boots. Huh. Uh, but, like, the environments oh, yeah, are like procedurally the generated, movie. and they're crazy. And, like, you, it's it, if anything, it reminds me more of Starship Troopers than anything. Hmm. Oh, I, uh, Earth Defense Force is the game that reminds me of Starship Troopers because you fight giant bugs on the PS Vita version. Like, like you call you call in the uh, a supply drop and this little thing just drills from the sky. Like, just you're in a cave so deep that, like, there's, like, a hole up to nowhere uh, finish when it comes down and drills down. And then you look up and you're like, holy crap. And I'm like, I think I can grapple hook that. And then I get stuck, like, hundreds of meters in the air. But anyway, also a fun fact as I'm looking here, <laughs> Uh, that Yu-Gi-Oh! Pro has a totally spies border for some reason. But yeah, that's what I've been like. Oh. It was a mouthful. I'm sorry for taking so much time. That's, that's... Did he just take up... Did he, just, he just put two games in his spot? Uh, I want to talk about two games. Well, I think Anyways. I think he's fine with talking about two games. Do you remember just a couple episodes ago, you talked about 12 games that you wanted to play all at once? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even let me get into it. I was trying to hear uh, yeah, how could How could I let be the whole episode? <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go into our main topic. So this one is going to be um, a sort of theme of non-traditional video gaming. So we are going to be talking about motion controls for this episode. And anyway, so it's supposed to be. Crazy Lord Daimyo's video game emporium. Gotta gotta be excited. Man, uh, I'll let you do the next one then. 
<laughs> seizure and collapse on top of the like button. Mo- I love it. Motion. Well, don't seizure. <laughs> like, unlike. Yeah, like, like, unlike. Don't do Just make sure you time it so you leave the like. Don't don't leave it with the easy unlike. Anyways, motion controls. Who wants to start us off? Um, the first game that I ever played motion control zizzes on. What was it? I don't know. Do you guys remember yours? Of course. I don't know, but. Yeah. Me as a child during the PS1 era and just DualShock controllers coming out, that was like probably my first experience with any kind <laughs> controllers. of motion feedback. <laughs> of controllers yeah. moving in my hand. Yeah, that's yeah. the opposite. Yeah. But, no, but, I stood in line when the Wii was coming out. I stood in line outside of uh, out of my local Walmart in like November until midnight waiting for the Wii to come out so I could buy it like first day. And. The game I bought with it was Red Steel. Oh, oh good stuff. So Red Steel. That game Steel. was cool because the the sword would. Uh-huh. Oh, that was actually Red Steel Two with the Wii Motion Plus. So let's yeah, talk the about Motion Plus, yeah. the two different the two different uh, Red Steels. Well, no, the the two different types of controllers. That's true. Because the regular the the, the regular uh, Wii controller that came out actually had i believe a three axis uh thing going on so you could slash diagonal Mm -hmm. either way Mm -hmm. and that counts as one Mm -hmm. and then you have perpendicular and uh vertical vertical, horizontal yeah yeah Yeah, perpendicular (laughs) big words (laughs) but yeah yeah you're right and i mean it had the pointer too but yeah red steel was the first one i did and i never really used the motion plus until i played um uh skyward sword that was the only game i ever used the motion plus for but yeah, that was the first motion control game I played, and maybe a lot of other people's because the Wii was really the first console to do like full motion control. They had yeah. a few things at the arcade or the local cinema, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Like my first, the, when I think about things like that i think about those arcade like uh motorcycle games where you lean to the side and things like that to yeah really yeah that's true so too. pretty pretty analog but that's where i was kind of gonna trail into i was like i remember when like it was crazy that just your controller had feedback from the motion in the game i'm like that's crazy but Have... that's not quite what we're talking about right now but i feel like it would trail in because it was like still an experience that stuck yeah. Does, but uh, do you remember does, the Tenkaichi Two on on the Wii? That was yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Does kind of, kind of weird does the uh, does the Power Glove by Nintendo count? Because you had to move your hand around and you had the three little boxes that you put on your TV. Well, yeah. And what about Duck Hunt? Does it? Does, Duck Hunt would count as of augmented reality. Yeah, because that uh, those Virtual sort of reality. yeah those sort of shooting games. They just deal with like a pointer, right? They don't really deal with you're moving it's the controller and that infrared. does it. Infrared, it's an infrared beam yeah. like you would have on your uh, on your remote control. Yeah, like I don't know if that would count. I mean, I'm sure it could because motion control is kind of a. But what I had always thought was, you physically move the controller and that input responds to a, a movement or some sort of input in the game. So a pointer kind of does, but that's not yeah, really you are moving. Physically moving an object. Sure, you know. I mean same with analog. You're physically moving the button down, but I mean like you know the. Oh oh, I got one. Yeah. The PS Vita. The PS Vita had 
Oh, did it? Controls. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. And it had the touchpad on. Yeah, hmm. basically you could you could tilt it. It was like a tilting thing. Hmm. I be- I believe. And then there was a touchpad on the back. Yeah, the uh, the PlayStation Three and Four. I don't know about the Five. I can't get my hands on a Five for some reason. But I, <laughs> the Three, the Three and the Four. Yeah, the Three and the Four definitely have motion controls. It seemed like they were just trying to copy Nintendo, but theirs was so basic. It was the tilting, like you were saying. Like I think they had a a game where you like were like in airplanes and you could tilt the controller. Um, there's like flower and flow and journey where you tilt the controllers um i know on the playstation 4 there was infamous second son you could tilt the controller sideways and shake it for like spray paint which was a really cool way of like doing spray paint you'd hold down the trigger like you're holding down a spray paint can yeah Yeah. but they really didn't go as hard as like nintendo did with the the Switch or the the Wii or the Wii U, I think that maybe even had some too. Well, like Mario Kart, Mario Kart's oh, got yeah. it going oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you you can tilt the controller and mm-hmm. it actually affects affects your gameplay. What about all the times as a kid where you just tilt for no reason when you're playing <laughs> something and you could? So I'm saying Mario Kart's <laughs> yeah. got it going on. Yeah, that's you know, I will I will tell you that uh, the PS Pro I bought recently was huh. from a friend of mine I have here that bought a PS5. So and I got to go over there and it comes with this demo game that like shows you all the craziness about the controller and it's pretty wild man like things that like there's like a that analog trigger or not the trick not the analog stick but the the triggers like yeah uh, the haptic uh, triggers oh my gosh i want to get my hands on you can just move the controller there's like a it's it's some kind of i forget what it's called let me see if i can find this right quick but it was a game that comes pre-installed hmm playroom or something i don't know but yeah i mean that's I, i'm kind of how do you guys feel about motion controls yeah it's, yeah, it's astro's playroom yeah astro playroom I, that's what i thought <laughs> like how do you feel about motion controls if there's a game you're playing that that like requires motion controls as opposed to traditional controls does that is that like a negative thing to you guys or a positive or do you like the the option sometimes, or sometimes I, it's gimmicky yeah that's true uh, I think that if I had ever designed a video game, it would be some weird action adventure packet slash platformer RPG that would take advantage of everything that the the, the, the controllers had to offer. Yeah. Um, so like I, I would somehow like be like, oh, you got to push this door open, and I would have like a little thing. I they've gone so far with uh, especially on the PS4. A lot of those games where it's almost like just watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Whenever you do interact with stuff, mm-hmm. uh, those games do use the motion controls, and they used every bit of the controller. Um, so, like, yeah, yeah, this is true. Yeah, I remember. I believe on um, it was Beyond That's- Two Souls. Like you could move the controller. Like you'd see a fork in the road and you could move either left or right to choose which way you'd want to go so yeah you're absolutely right there i i find it i mean i've played like breath of the wild where it's like hey you can also use your controller to aim your uh bow and arrow i'm like no thanks and like pokemon snap they're like do you just want to move your controller so you can aim to take a picture i'm like no so having the option is the option's nice yes but i mean I'm not a, a huge fan of it, but 
Um, where would you like to see like it in the future? I know we've kind of talked about like Ziggy, if you could make a game, what you would use, like, do you guys see motion controls being incorporated more or like in certain ways or maybe even like expanded? If you think about like the full motion, like VR suits that people are making Mm. or just even like a facial program that like mimics like the movement of your mouth and things when you talk, things like that. Mm -hmm. I find interesting. You remember that old like Xbox 360 update where you could make your little mini character and you would just like talk into it and it would like move its mouth and then we just be a oh that around for a long time. oh yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah uh, I don't know I'd like to see some sort of at least maybe even if it's just like a single hand controller for each hand type deal like <laughs> I was gonna see. say there's a like imagine imagine a machine that's designed to go pick up treasure from fallen ships and you use you use your hands which have like motion sensors on them oh yeah and then you and then you pick up the stuff and then it's like a giant like human centipede of hands picking up all things off the ground and each one each set of hands is like just a person Ooh, i hate that like, visual so, so but just, yeah, yeah i like it in, in concept <laughs> I'm kind of Lovecrafty and like Master Hand video game you got going on there, man. Or even for practical use, he just said like taking stuff out of. The, I mean, just imagine like the. Uh, we've all seen like the uh, the surgeries Whoa. where you cut open or they cut the people open really small and they put like the the tubes in and the only way they're manipulating those tiny little forceps inside of someone oh, yeah. is just by like, um, squeezing a trigger. Like, what if you could do that, that motion control? Dude, red alert imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Like, also has a copy of that Wii game where you're like a surgeon. Stuff. Yeah. Imagine going to the barber and you sit in a booth and the, all the barber is is a booth and you go down, you sit in the chair and there's a television uh, in front of you and behind uh there's a television in front of you and you can see the barber cutting your hair and your hair just starts getting cut by these scissors and what you do is you select your barber which one's available yeah that would be cool like that would have helped with um the uh the quarantine thing where you could go to like a virtual barber that would be cool some barbers would be more expensive than others yeah they'd have like i mean i just think that'd be kind of cool but how else would you apply that to things like yeah. I don't know. The the motion controls are super interesting. I feel like it could be applied in more fun ways than applicable ways. I don't think it's the most applicable. I agree, yeah. Sometimes it's way but, too gimmicky, yeah. But I think it'd be like if you could create arcade machines that use some form of elaborate motion control, that'd be kind of fun. And let's let's briefly talk on the um the disability aspect because a lot of uh, gamers that maybe have a physical disability with their hands sometimes have a harder time playing with like a, a traditional controller and maybe motion controls can help them or it can be the opposite way around like what if you don't have a wide range of that movement required for motion controls and a traditional uh, setup is more effective for you like Sorry. yeah that's true like having that again let's go back to having that option that's like some people just don't have the ability to move like that 
Yeah, that's true. Or I just always hated playing like Resident Evil 4 on the Switch and just my arm would get so tired from holding it and pointing it at the screen because, oh my gosh, it's just... Uh, or hey, ugh. let's think about it this way. What if you have uh, prosthetic hands mm-hmm. and uh, your, your hands don't get tired? Oh, yeah. You've got an unfair advantage if you're playing competitively. Yeah. You're saying uh, whatever. <laughs> Don't okay, be weird. We're getting on a weird rabbit hole here. <laughs> I think, I think that you're being weak right now because just because you don't, just because your arms get tired doesn't mean that it's an unfair advantage. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> well, just because your arm, your arms get tired doesn't mean that it's unfair that their arms don't get tired. My arm gets you're, way too tired. Ouch. Yeah. No, I um. Can't let that stop you. I think generally, I think generally. uh, Think about with GTA speedrunners when they have to literally their run is like literally at least five hours. uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true. Well, I think generally, uh, I'm fine with the level of motion controls we have now. I think if it ramped up more, uh, it probably wouldn't be too big of a deal. And if they tuned it back more, it wouldn't be too big of a deal. But just like i said the games that require motion control only i i don't like those yeah, yeah. yeah but um i don't know to me it's kind of gimmicky i am yeah. a sucker for things with that are just like along the lines of like pressure sensitive things like oh yeah judgment cut on dmc four and five or the pressure sensitive like triggers on like telekinesis height mm-hmm. mm-hmm. things like that control like, the analog triggers like, yeah. on gamecube for sunshine super mario sunshine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It I just agree. like I, I or even just like dedicating uh like analog to like a unique camera interaction things like that like i those i'm like yeah 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 but when it comes to like fly to the left I know what you mean. <laughs> well, I think let's move on and let's go to our new segment, the debate debacle. I think that's our official name now. So So do either of you guys have a good one that you've been thinking of? Or Nope. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Uh oh oh. Oh, I, I can make one up always. Do you have one? Not really, not really. I'd have to think about it. But if you've got if you've got a decent one, go ahead. Okay. Um. All right. Oh no. <laughs> you want me to try to come up with one? Do you want to read something well, from your I book? Mean, you guys no, know that meme. Think... The. Never mind. I know the meme where he's like, F it, we'll do it live. Yeah, he's like, we'll do it live. And he's like, uh, what was he saying? Like, they found me when I was young. Or, well, I don't remember what he was saying. She's like, do you want to read do something from the book? <laughs> okay. Do you guys prefer, do you guys prefer uh, early game loot or late game loot? And what I mean by that, uh, okay, wait. All right. Like, one person before getting all the cool items at the very beginning of the game and spending most of the game fighting, or any other person's for getting most of the fighting done, and then you get all these crazy weapons at the end of the game. Okay, I kind of... You gotta choose who's for what. Yeah, yeah, you have to pick who goes to what, but I, I see what you mean. I don't know how to explain that, like, 
smoothly. What do you guys think? Well, better ones? hold on. No, I think that's a good one. So uh, I sort of interpreted that as do you do all the side missions and get all of the extra stuff early and then do all the main quest sort of stuff so that you're prepared for it? Or do you just jump in and do all the, nope. the main? No, nothing like that nope, at all? No, no. Red potion versus blue potion. All right, creation. You're really against, or you're for the blue potion, and Daimyo is for the red potion. Okay, uh, and just to clarify, red potion is healing and blue potion's magic? We all know what the red potion and the blue potion is as far as video games go. Okay, but I'm maybe not. Can you clarify? <laughs> no, when the blue potion comes, it's good. That's just saying. I, do, I, do I have to? I don't think I gotta clarify. We're talking about video games. So uh, they got rid of it in League of Legends in like season four. Everybody knows what the blue potion does. Everybody knows what the red potion does. In e mana. It's a mana. Okay. Uh, Creation's already repping his his brand. He's all about he's all about that blue potion. Uh, uh red potion heal good. Heal good. <laughs> But at least with potion, if I'm finna die, I can at least go magic missile one more time. What if I'm not a magic user? Then I don't, I haven't got no use for it. Look, everyone can use a red potion. Not everyone needs a blue potion. That's a really strong argument. (laughs) Pretty strong (laughs) argument. It's a pretty strong argument. What happens if you drink a blue one? I don't know. Well, that just spurs off a whole nother debate. What if you're a battle mage? And you like to battle, and you need. Some and you blue. only need you only need what one HP to survive. You, yeah. You gotta give your healer all the blue potions so they can keep healing you. And the healer's gotta give you all the red potions so you can be healed. Or they can just heal you and get. What? Oh, well, I mean, but. <laughs> save save the mana. Just give That's, him a red potion. He's got a I good so. point. That costs. <laughs> what a selfish healer. <laughs> I'm not gonna hear you. Nah, here you go. Take the red potion instead. I just, I don't think that's a bad, I think that's an inventive uh, healer who says, why why waste my resources? I'll give him an item, a red potion. Okay. I mean, do you want to have us do closing statements and then you decide who won, Ziggy? Uh, yes. We're going to start the closing statement off with, uh, creation, because I believe that Daimyo did the last closing statement first. Yeah. Okay, well, you see, the blue potion, it's iconic, man, it's blue. Everyone's like, yeah, hell, yeah, I want to survive, but then as soon as you see a blue potion, you know there's something, like, magical about it. It involves magic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're like, Mm -hmm. wow, wizards and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> okay well so, so i guess you could say the same about both potions but it's blue <laughs> but it's blue okay well yeah. uh right. the red right. potion but it's red so i mean like you see it and you want to uh just i so, literally so. copy verbatim what you said but say red <laughs> no um so you don't you don't always need m- mana not everyone uses mana everyone needs health well, some people are adhd mages and like to spam <laughs> Okay, well, everyone can use health. If you don't have health, then you can't use mana, so. Wait, what? 
Well, I mean, maybe if you're a health-based caster. Like, <coughs> uh, like. You still have to have one HP. Yeah. You can have zero mana. Yeah, that's my, that's pretty. That's, that's my closing statement. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to that's give it true. to Daimyo. Yeah, Daimyo gets this one. one. Yeah. Thirty one. He literally the power of reduct reductive reasoning down to ones and zeros. Thirty one. Okay. It was one. Well, that was one. very. Very fun, very enjoyable, and um, that has been episode 14 of Crazy Daimyo's Video Game Emporium podcast with the pals. I have been Lord Daimyo. Awesome, and make sure to check us out on the Lord Daimyo YouTube channel. We are also available on all of your favorite podcast sites, as long as your favorite podcast sites are... Breaker, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. <laughs> and uh, leave a comment in those comments below about motion controls or anything else you want. But thank you very much for watching. Have a fantastic day. Hey, bitch, you what do?